Welcome back to Squirt Sports Fans. This is episode number 101. Stay tuned for Action Pack, episode number 101. I got a great guest for you coming up. Steve Kapolis, host of 600 ESPN Radio Show. So Steve Kapolis interview coming up. College football, we're going to talk about that. The game of the year, game of my life, Michigan, Ohio State, NFL, college basketball, NBA. Stay tuned. Let's start episode number 101. How we guys do with the headlines and in the NBA. Anthony Davis on a tear right now. Back-to-back games with 30 points and 10-plus rebounds. Maybe the Lakers again. Things figured out. Leave your answer in the comment section. I hope so. Darvin Ham was my pick for coach of the year. When I got interviewed Darvin Ham in August, he seemed like a great coach. So yeah, I hope the Lakers get things back on track. Another player trying to get things back on track. Ben Simmons of the Brooklyn Nets. He's making his return to Philadelphia tonight. That's going to be interesting. So... Thomas recording, he hasn't even played in Philadelphia yet. That's going to be interesting. Ben Simmons going back to Philadelphia. He's put together a few good games out Kyrie Irving. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. Maybe he plays better without Kyrie Irving. Maybe that's something to look out for right there. Maybe he likes being the star more. We'll talk about that later. Philadelphia Sixers, though, are banged up right now. You got Tyrese Maxey out. You got James Harden out. Now you got Joel Embiid out for a few games. They're my finals pick, my NBA championship pick. How can they rebound? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for the headlines in the NBA. Smart to the NFL. We had action packed. Week number 11, the Packers lose on Thursday night football to the Tennessee Titans. Hey, I picked up Christian Watson in fantasy. I'm not even caring about this game right now. Christian Watson got me two touchdowns. Amazing stuff right there. Go Packers. They lost, though, to the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry played well, passing and a rushing touchdown. Go Derrick Henry. Great game by him. King Henry and Titans get another win. I think they're 7-3 now. That's great. Packers drop another one. 4-6. How they going to respond? Leave your answer in the comment section. The Cowboys... Not the Cowgirls anymore. The Cowboys, they're going to lose on Thursday night to New York Giants, but that's besides the point. They crushed Minnesota Vikings up in Minnesota. 40-3 against the team that was 8-1 at the time. Great stuff right there by the Dallas Cowboys crushing the Minnesota Vikings. My New York Giants are by, oh, that's tough. Losing to the Detroit Lions at home. Daniel Jones played great, and then my Michigan guy, Aiden Hutchinson, has to say, nope, I'm taking an interception from you. You're not getting another touchdown. You're not getting any more points this game. Yeah, Daniel Jones didn't play well in this one after that Aiden Hutchinson interception. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think Giants will respond on Thursday night against Dallas Cowboys? Leave your answer in the comment section. Los Angeles Chargers. We'll talk about it later in my interview with Steve Kaplitz. Terrible stuff. Defense is not there. Offense, Justin Herbert plays great. What more can he do? Brandon Staley and his defense can't get things going. That's my thoughts right there. We'll hear more about that later. Chargers. Struggling to get things going right now. Another team that is going great right now, San Francisco 49ers. Offense played well. Jimmy G, four touchdowns, four dimes. Amazing stuff from Jimmy G. Rocket of Norm, like we've seen so far. Cardinals, though, didn't play so well. Kyler Murray didn't play. Colt McCoy played. Got benched. Not great stuff right there. How are the Cardinals going to respond? They're on hard knocks right now. Can they respond? We're going to see all of it. Can they have a chance to make the playoffs? Leave your answer in the comment section. Go 49ers. They won in Mexico at Studios Teca. The Super Bowl champions, reigning Super Bowl champions. Los Angeles Rams are struggling right now. You lose again to New Orleans Saints. This isn't good. Rams aren't playing well. Matthew Stafford got another concussion. It's going to be Bryce Perkins, maybe, former Virginia quarterback. Rams struggling right now. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. The Jets, Zach Wilson. Talk about later my interview with Steve Kapowitz. He's a Jets super fan. Zach Wilson didn't take the blame. Should have taken the blame. Three points to the Jets. Only like seven completions for Zach Wilson. 98 yards, not going to cut it. Zach Wilson and the Jets struggling right now. That's why for the headlines in the NFL. Let's move to the MLB, where we're just having free agent moves. 
Cody Bellinger got non-tendered. We're seeing Justin Verlander maybe hop over to a new team. Trey Turner rumors. Carlos Rodon rumors. Jacob deGrom rumors. Leave all your MLB thoughts in the comment section. For college basketball, we're getting to those early season tournaments. You had the Legends Classic where Arizona State just dominated the Michigan Wolverines, my Michigan Wolverines. Hunter Dickinson, before the game, said, oh, I think we're going to win by 20. We lost by 25. The worst loss in Juwan Howard's career at Michigan. Yeah, that's pretty tough right there. College basketball rolling right now, though. We got the Maui Gym Invitational rolling up right now. It's like the best time of year for college basketball. One of the best times of year. This January, March, all those times of year for college basketball are amazing. You can see those early teams, early squads. I love it. College basketball rolling right now. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Squared Sports NFL Game Day. If you're a new listener, I pick top games in the NFL each week. Let's hop into first game, Giants versus Cowboys. Go Big Blue! Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, they roll over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, making it one year, two year, three years in a row where the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving Day. Raiders last year, Commanders, and the Bills, three years in a row. I don't think they lost before that. So yeah, Cowboys struggling so far on Thanksgiving Day in the past few years. Give me the Giants over the Cowboys. Let's go Giants. Next one, Patriots versus Vikings. It's going to be an interesting game up in Minnesota. I think the Vikings rebound. Patriots offense isn't really there. Their defense is. It's going to be a low-scoring one. Give me the Vikings over the Patriots. Bengals versus Titans. This is not Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Derrick Henry has been playing great, but I think the Bengals defense shuts him down. Go Joe Burrow. Maybe Jamar Chase plays in this one. I doubt it. Give me the Bengals over the Titans. Chargers versus Cardinals. Both the teams have been very disappointed this season, but one of them's got to win this game. And I'm going to take the Chargers this one over the Cardinals. Raiders versus the Seahawks. Raiders got a great win last week. They're 3-7 over the Broncos. This week, they're playing the Seahawks. Geno Smith, fresh off a bye week. Give me the Seahawks. Let's roll over the Raiders. Rams versus Chiefs. I like the Chiefs in this one, and I think it's going to be a block. Rams struggled all season long. They continue. Chiefs over the Rams. Last one, Packers versus Eagles. Sunday Night Football. It's going to be a good game. The Packers lose another. It's going to be brutal. Give me the Eagles over the Packers. Jalen Hurts, great player. Almost lost last week. Tough teams find a way to win. They found a way to win. 17-16 over the Indianapolis Colts. Defense clutched up. Offense clutched up. Go Eagles over the Packers. That's about for score sports game day this week. All right. We're going to do score sports screen right now. It's going to be a little bit controversial of the score sports screen. Gonzaga Bulldogs, Mark Few, I'm screaming at you. Here's why. You say, oh, we've made two Final Fours. We've made two national championships in about the past five, six seasons. I don't care. You've had a very easy path to those national championships. You just got demolished by Texas. You almost lost to Michigan State, an unranked Michigan State team time. Yes, a very good Michigan State team. I'm going to bring it down for you right here. But the Gonzaga Bulldogs are overrated, everybody. Let's break it down. They're two national championship runs. Let's do it. 2016-2017. Like I said, easy run. One loss in the regular season to BYU, two losses in the season, one to BYU, and one obviously in the national championship to North Carolina, which they could have won, but they had a very easy tournament run. They played the 16 seed always. You play the 8 seed after that, you either play 8 seed or 7 seed. Obviously, that's going to be a chance. So yeah, they play an 8 seed. Then they played a 4 seed. Okay, good West Virginia 4 seed. You play an 11 seed, and all these games are close, by the way. All these games are close. You play an 11 seed Xavier. Almost lose that one. You play a seven seed South Carolina in the final four. You almost lose that one too. I remember watching that. And then you play a one seed North Carolina and you lose. You play a one seed and you lose. You play a great team and you lose. You play these good teams 
You win, but barely. That's my thing against Gonzaga right there. 2020, another easy run of my eyes. That was a great team. You had Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert. Really good team. Could have won that championship. Probably should have won that championship. They got blown out in that game against Baylor. They had another easy run that year. 16 seed. They won 8 seed. I think it was Oklahoma, the 8 seed that year. Yeah, they beat them. They beat Creighton, which was the 5 seed. They beat 6 seed. And then they almost lost to USC. USC almost had a little comeback right there at the end. 11 seed UCLA. 6 seed USC in lead 8. 11 seed UCLA in the final four. That was a crazy game. Remember, Jalen Suggs, buzzer beater, onions. John Juzang had a thing right there. Everybody thought it was going to go double overtime. But no, Jalen Suggs had other ideas. Almost leads to an 11 seed UCLA. And then you get blown out in the championship by one seed Baylor. And now it's shown this year. You can't compete with the top dogs. Bob Huggins said, bring him over to the Big 12. We'll give him for a rude awakening. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. I'm screaming at you this week, Gonzaga Bulldogs. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's Bob Squared Sports Scream. Here's a fun stat right here. For the game, the game of the year, Michigan-Ohio State game of my life. Did you know? Did you know Michigan-Ohio State, since the year 2000, since this century started, 12 times they've met in the top 25, 8 times they've met in the top 12, 4 times they've met in the top 5, and if they both stay in the top 3 after tonight, 3 times in the top 3. Let's break it down. You get 3 times in the top 3, 2006, 1 versus 2, game of the year, game of the lifetime, uh, type of thing right there. Ohio State barely won in Columbus. A lot of people are comparing that game to this one. Hopefully Michigan can be the victor this time. 2016, 2 versus 3. JT was short. I'll have to say right there. 2022. And then last year was a top 5 matchup. 2018 was also a great matchup. 2019 was a great matchup. Top 25 matchup. Just great matchups. Leave your thoughts in the comment section on who will win this year's The Game. Crazy stat right there. Leave your thoughts in the comments. All right, sports sports fans, I got a great interview for you right here. I got Steve Kaplowitz of 600 East Piano Paso. You can listen to him every single weekday. He's on. I go on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So that's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, and then 5 p.m. Pacific Time. You can listen to it there, the 600 East Piano app. Steve, thanks for joining us. Hey, appreciate you having me, Lane. Enjoy it. Of course. I like to call you uh, maybe my mentor a little bit in this uh in this uh, little bit of media business, you helped me, you know, put me on a show of weeks. So I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be on 101. This is a podcast number 101. I try to do the math to figure out how many shows I've actually hosted um, consecutively. We, you know, year after year. I'm over 5,000, but I don't have the exact number yet. But, you know, when you're on five days a week for, for 25 years, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, you know, tell the audience how long you've been doing your show. 27 years? So I've been working for the same company uh, 27 years. I started hosting Afternoon Drive in the summer of 97. So this is uh, the start of my 26th year. But yep, 25 years in and uh, time has absolutely flown by. All right. So Squirt Sports viewers, Steve and I both live in El Paso. But he's from New York. Massive Jets fan. I'm going to ask him about the Jets right here. So the Jets, Zach Wilson, you just told me you're ready for a quarterback change. Defense is there. Players are liking tweets saying, we want Zach Wilson gone. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I'm out on Zach. Uh, first okay. off, what bothers me the most, forget the fact that he can't p complete a pass, okay? That's something that's disturbing. But what bothers me the most is when Zach Wilson says he didn't let the defense down 
despite having one of the worst performances in, in years at quarterback last week. That tells me that he's lost the locker room. The defense doesn't respect him. His receivers and offensive line don't respect him. And it's all about him. It's not about the team. So, you know, you could blame that on immaturity all you want. Look, he went to BYU. So he's uh, he's probably a few years older than the average quarterback anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on Zach Wilson. I'm ready for Grandpa Flacco to come back and try to get the Jets into the playoffs. So uh, you're going for Flacco? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what you about can see long Mike term? White. What's that? What do you think in long term for the Jets at quarterback? Um, What's your dream scenario? Long term, they got to, they, they have to acquire somebody. I mean, at this point, um, I don't think a guy like Heineke is going to be available because I think Washington's going to realize he's the answer for them. Okay, uh, you know, so we'll see. But I mean, there's you got to go out and get somebody because I'm not ready. I'm not sold on Mike White. I'm definitely not sold on 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 uh, Zach Wilson and and Joe Flacco needs to retire soon. So they got to find themselves a quarterback. You mentioned uh, Taylor Heineke. That no Zach Wilson in his career will have more potential. Taylor Heineke, I think Zach Wilson can improve, you know, he's a highly tied recruit, goes to BYU, strong pro for Utah, goes to BYU, tears up there, goes to the NFL, everybody's a little bit shaky on his size, I mean, like that, we're just going to have to see with the Jets, they can get things figured out, um, it's pretty interesting to me. I mean, look, you had Rosen, that experiment failed a couple years ago, you had Jamarcus Russell with the Raiders, that experiment never worked out either, there traditionally have been plenty of first-round quarterbacks that have flopped, I mean, when they drafted Wilson, he was no guarantee. They wanted Trevor Lawrence. Remember Tank for Trevor? Okay, that was okay. the point. They didn't get him. What so now, Fields? you know, and, and Fields would have been great. And there was a lot of talk that they should have taken Fields or traded down for Mac Jones. There were so many opportunities for the Jets. They stuck with Wilson. They thought he was the guy. And right now, if they continue to stick with Wilson, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, looking back on it, Justin Fields, hate to say he's a Michigan fan, but uh, he'd been perfect for the Jets. Trey Lance might have been perfect for the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, one good season in college, really hasn't looked like too much so far in the NFL. Let's bring things over to the MLB. So, you know, we have a lot of great MLB free agents. We're both Mets fans. We got the Grom as a free agent. Justin Verlander might go to the Mets. So I'm going to give you a few names. You're going to tell me where you think they sign. First name, Trey Turner. Uh, Trey Turner would actually be a great Met. He really would. I don't know if I see Trey Turner, though, playing uh, second for the Mets, especially since they, they've already kind of got that uh, that high-priced infield lockdown anyway with the franchise. It's short. Um, Trey Turner, when it's all said and done, that's a great question, too. You know what? Um, I'm going to throw a curve at you, and I'm going to say uh, Trey Turner ends up going to the Yankees. I'm going to say to the Phillies, but that's an interesting one right there. Yankees definitely need a... Shortstop IKF isn't cutting it. I like that pick right there. What about uh, Yankees' Carlos Correa? Ooh, Carlos Correa is another good name. Now, okay. again, um, a lot of possibilities with where Correa could end up when it's all said and done. Um, don't be surprised, all right? Don't be surprised if Correa ends up a Dodger. No, absolutely not. Dodgers fans would hate management for life. They can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I mean, look at it this way. You say hate management for life. Dodgers have shown that they'll spend. They'll keep spending, and they're not going to stop anytime soon. Look, they're saving for Judge. I, I, I don't. They're not getting Judge. They're not How do getting you know? the Judge. If, if might... Aaron Judge goes anywhere, it's going to be in San Francisco. All right, because the Judge, maybe not. He's vis He's visiting with San Francisco. He's from the Bay Area. The Giants have made it known that they will pay Aaron Judge whatever he wants, and they haven't had a superstar like that since Bonds. So, I mean, you think about it, you bring in Aaron Judge, it's, it's a huge, huge move, especially for the fan base. All right, let's go to a calmer one right here. Justin Verlander. Oof, that's, that's going to be a good one, too. Now, I know you talked about Justin Verlander going to the Mets. 
Um, I don't know if they want to do that. I know. I mean, they just the, look at they just spent all that money on Max Scherzer, and they're they're I right agree. around the same age. How did that experiment work out? I don't know. And then he had a good season, but I'm looking more for a Kodai Senga type of guy for the Mets. Yeah, I could see that. I could okay. see that too. Um, but again, there's uncertainty when you're yeah. moving from Japan to the state side. You don't know for sure what you're going to get like that. I'm going back to Verlander for a minute, and I'm trying to figure out where Justin Verlander could end up when the smoke clears and it's all said and done. Um, and teams that would pay him maybe for two years and just try to maximize their return, that's, that's going to be a really, uh, really interesting question, especially based on the playoff race and where it's at right now. All right, all right. Let's move things over to the top two. DeGrom, and that'll give you Judge next, but give me Jacob DeGrom first. Okay, now, first off, I'm going to say this. If I'm a Met fan, I'm not giving Jake DeGrom what he wants. Why? Okay, I'm not doing it. Explain. Because he's never healthy. I mean, who why cares? would you give— Greatest pitcher in history when he's healthy. Doesn't matter. And what good is he if he's injured? Is he? Does he help you when he's hurt? Mets won one playoff game this year only because of Jacob DeGrom. Understand that, but also realize that if Jake DeGrom is not in that rotation— He's not helping them. And and Jake DeGrom is going to command huge dollars in the open market. team like Texas could end up throwing $160 million over know. four years at Jake DeGrom. And if I'm the Mets, and I know, I know Steve Cohen prints money. I get that. But they have other needs right now, other ways right, where they need right. to address than, than giving all that money to Jake DeGrom. I mean, you need to fix the starting pitcher. Carlos Carrasco, Tom Walker, these guys can't cut it. You had a few years ago, Marcus Stroman. That's not cutting it. Jacob DeGrom. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga. Probably not going to happen. Who says no? Um, I, I'll tell you what. I think the Mets say no on that one just because I think uh, Verlander. Now, Verlander's okay. interesting. The Mets Verlander. might throw a Scherzer-esque deal at Verlander because one thing about Justin Verlander, <laughs> since the Tommy John surgery, he's shown that he can make starts. He's not. Okay. He hasn't been as injury-prone. Look, I love Jake DeGrom. I think Jake DeGrom's arm is going to fall off soon enough, though, and he's going to eventually need Tommy John. He's okay. flirted with that the last couple of seasons, and he's a ticking time bomb. It's only a matter of time, and I don't want to see the Mets on the hook for $40 million, uh, per year, and all of a sudden, they've got a year-and-a-half rehab for Jake DeGrom. Now, Verlander, I would have preferred over Scherzer, if you told me that, Verlander or Scherzer, but DeGrom, is, I'm taking over Verlander and Scherzer, both of them. DeGrom's yeah, the best pitcher I, in baseball history. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers try to break the bank for Jake DeGrom. Uh, if they, if, I don't know if Jake DeGrom is going to want to go there because that's not a winning team. But uh, the question is, what does he want? Does he want money or does he want to win? Because there's a big difference between the two. All right, last one, Aaron Judge. Just lay it on me. Aaron Judge, I say uh, Giants. What do you say? I think he ends up a Giant or a Yankee. All right, okay? there we go. I do. I think either he goes back to New York. Um, or goes uh, or, or ends up going to San Francisco. I don't think there's a lot of other options. Talk to Dodgers all you want. Number one, I don't see how they fit Judge in that ridiculous payroll as it is already right now. I'm not sure how they could, could manage that. But um, no, I think the Giants want him. And you said it. You said San Francisco. We talked about it earlier. I think he ends up a Giant. All right, perfect. Uh, Brandon Staley in the Los Angeles Chargers. Is he overrated? Because I thought when he got hired, perfect guy, charisma, Defensive guys gonna help out all these guys. The main thing that's hurt them in the past two seasons has been their defense. Yep. Justin Herbert not really having a quarterback coach. Joe Lombardi hasn't cut it. Would you consider firing Grand Staley if you were Dean Spano, somebody like that, who could fire Grand Staley? Yes, I would. Okay. I would. And in case uh, in point, the, the, the most recent game, Sunday night, have a late go. lead against the Chiefs. You yeah. give Mahomes two minutes. That's like saying you're going to lose. That's, that's It's almost as if you know you're going to lose. And they had the lead and they had the momentum and they still blew it. And how many times do you have to see this same team lose the way they do? 
You know, you have a generational talent in Justin Herbert. And I'm going to say this right here. I would take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. I would take Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence. I would take Justin Herbert over Josh Allen because I know he's not going to lose me the game. He may not win it for me, but he's not going to lose it for me. Justin Herbert, amazing player. They need an offensive coach for him. They do. And, and, but th- more important, you said it best. They need a defense. They yep. need a team that can, that can play good enough defense to win games. Look at the Cowboys. They have a great defense. Look at the Jets. As bad as they are on the okay. offense, they have a terrific defense. Makes defense sense. can win games for you. And with that offense and that passing game, you just got to build a team that can, a defense that can stop teams. I agree. I agree. So uh, let's move things over to football and basketball right here, really quick. I know you went to Texas. Lay it on Texas football. What's the future? And do you think Texas basketball is the number one team in the nation? Um, I think Texas basketball is going to be a lot of fun this year. I, I watched I that know. game against against the Zags, saw how good they can be. And I know what Chris Beard has assembled. He has assembled a ridiculous roster. If you total up NIL dollars, uh, we're in the millions of putting that, that roster together. And with the style of play and watching what they do, I think that that's a team that should make a deep run into the NCAA tournament. Sweet 16, absolutely. Final four, we will see. Are they the best team right now in college basketball? It's so early. It's hard to tell. We're still seeing upsets galore. Uh, yep. And mid-majors playing really well. Look what Creighton yep. did against Texas Tech. And well, Cray- you know how, Crane's how a strong Final they Crane will yeah. be in the Final Four this year. I can, I, I can I, see that. I fully, Absolutely I mean, see that. I picked that minute. Baylor Shireman, great player transfer. Greg McDermott's got to get squad. Um, I'll say this. I like Texas this year. I do think, are they the number one team in the nation? That might be a stretch, but they could potentially be a team that, that goes deep into the tournament. Back to football. Sarkeesian, that's another story right now. And you know what? They had every big, um, every big recruit in town two weeks ago when they played TCU. And what'd they do? They couldn't score on the offensive side. If Arch Manning's the answer, we'll see. Every year, every year, it's a different flavor of the month at quarterback. And they haven't found yet the right combination to push the right buttons and win. You know, everybody loves to talk about the potential. Steve Sarkeesian in this. Oh, next year, national championship. Next year, playoff. I don't know if he's going to find a better team than he has right now. Maybe he's going to find a better quarterback, Arch Manning over Quinn Ewers. But Bijan Robinson is going to be your best player. Maybe ever at Texas. He's going to leave after this year. So that's what I'm interested about Texas. And Xavier Worthy is in his second year. I don't know how much better you get on both sides of the ball because you already have a great team. Steve Sarkeesian, I don't know if the potential's there. Like in 2020 with Texas A&M, I didn't know how much better you were going to get after that. We saw it. 2021, they're decent. This year, they're terrible. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting with Texas. And meanwhile, Sonny Dykes is undefeated at TCU. And you want to know something? Dykes might not have the, the, the luster and the, the appeal that Sark has when they were hired, but Texas passed over Sonny Dykes to bring in Steve Sarkeesian. And right now, TCU is getting the last laugh. Because here they are in the uh, potential co- playoffs in the semifinals, and Texas is just going to have another typical season to where they win eight games, but they don't have a chance to uh, to, to really win a national title. Well, Sonny Dykes had a history at TCU. He was their offensive coordinator. They went to SMU. So, uh, I mean, I, make, I guess that makes sense, but maybe he would even chose TCU over Texas. I don't know about that. I mean, listen, when you throw Texas dollars at people, they usually don't say no. Texas is similar. It's like you said, it's like the Mets or the Dodgers, except for college. They yeah. will. There is no limit to what they will pay. And they'll find somebody. Look at what Chris Beard did. He flipped from uh, from Texas Tech to Texas when Texas Tech was ready to give him a lifetime contract. And he, and he flipped. And again, sometimes it's just the luster of going and, and being that Longhorns head coach and being part of the football, uh, the pride in history. But again, 
Right now, they are not the best team in the state of Texas, and uh, that'll drive every Texas X crazy. I got to ask this right here. What's a better university overall, every sport, everything, Michigan or Texas? Ooh, you had to go there, didn't you? I, now, did. I went to Texas. You know, you know, I'm the biggest Michigan fan, and you're a Texas fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm biased, but I'll say this. I mean, Texas baseball, Texas football, story tradition. Basketball does not have a tradition. They do not have a nope. tradition no like, uh, like Michigan basketball does. It's not even close to that. Nope. As far as the other Olympic sports, Texas has done terrific. They really have. They've got, you know, they you look at between uh, track and field, cross country, swimming and diving, and all these other sports. Nobody cares about that. But if you want to just base it on football uh, and basketball, well, then you probably have to look at Michigan over Texas for that, for the uh, big two. Yeah, I'd say so for sure. Uh, if a main head coach is on the market, Michigan head coach and Michigan and Texas have vacancies, which one throws the bigger bag? I think, uh, first off, I think Texas will outspend Michigan when it comes okay. to the package. But once again, I mean, you look at the two fan bases, they're rabid. Texas is Texas football. Think about what Texas is and look at the hotbed that the state is for high school football and the amount of talent that comes out of Texas. Plus, you know, if you win at Texas, um, you know, you've got pretty much a job for life. Similar to Michigan, similar to the Big Ten. But let's be honest, what's going to be a tougher league, the SEC or the Big Ten? Uh, it's going to be tougher going into the SEC, and Texas can't even win in the Big 12. So imagine that. You can't win the Big 12. Now you're going to be moving in a couple of years with Oklahoma and have to deal with Alabama and Georgia and LSU on a yearly basis. Last question right here. This Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. your time, we got Michigan versus Ohio State in the horseshoe. Give me your answer. I need for your I need sake, it. for your sake, I hope Michigan wins. I okay, but, really do. I mean, I don't want. I don't be, want for my sake. I want your pick. Well, I do want for your sake because listen, you come on with me every week, and the last thing I need you to do is be in a bad mood, be depressed, not want to, you know, be there because you're still because like this is for you. This is life and death. I mean, let's be honest. You're, you're you know, you lose a game like this, is, especially if it's not I close, think, you're gonna go crazy. I think by the Thursday when I go on, I'll be a little bit recovered. But uh, yeah, you got no, a good point right there. No, I think you, this could put you in a mass depression. It and might, you don't snap might. out of it. Last then, week would have put me you know, in a mass depression. And then the podcast ends after 101. We never have 102. I, I don't want that. I I've want to see schoolyard some... sports live. I want schoolyard sports to, to go for a while. So I'm just hoping that Michigan right. shows up. I'm hoping Michigan brings it, plays well. You look Listen at these my two pick. teams on paper lane. They're so close. This is... This is like a dream matchup, and I hope it lives up to the hype. You'll see my pick later on that. Squared Sports fans in College Ball Showcase after I do my top 25, after I do my hot takes, the game of the week, game of the year, game of my life, Michigan versus Ohio State. Thanks for coming on, Steve. That was great. You, thank you. Thanks for having me. You said game of your life. Please, game Michigan, win. Last year, it's last his year life just we're like talking about. An overwhelm of uh, happiness, overwhelming success, where I couldn't even be happy when we won last year. Why not? Who's it was just weird, I mean, it felt lightheaded. It just made me super overwhelmed, like 13 years of my life, just Michigan finally winning. Give you some advice, okay? You're going to have a lot of these games coming up, a lot of these type of games, and you're, you're 14 years old. Take it in stride, because if you kill yourself off every year, you're not going to have fun. Enjoy sports for what it is. It's the best possible escape from reality you can have, but don't worry. Even no matter what happens this year, there's going to be one next year and the following year and after that. So just have a good time. Take it all in. Enjoy it. And uh, I hope for your sake, uh, Michigan rolls. Perfect. All right. I'll leave you with the this and a go blue. <laughs> thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Squirt Sports fans. That was a great interview with 600 ESPN El Paso host Steve Kopowitz.
Thanks for coming on, Steve. We're going to have a great rest of the episode. Coach Bush Showcase. You're going to hear my passionate pick for the game, Michigan, Ohio State. I'm definitely picking the Buckeyes. Nope. Go blue. But you'll see why I'm picking go blue. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode. Let's go. You know how we roll. College Football Showcase Top 25. And then I give you my hot takes. Then I give you my game of the week, which is this week. Obviously, is the game. Best rivalry in all of sports. Michigan versus Ohio State. Let's break it down. My top 25. 25, South Alabama. Go Jaguars. Yep, I'm keeping them in there. Two losses on the season. One of them being a one-point loss to the Rose Bowl in the game losing field goal to UCLA. And then another one just being dumb loss in their conference. South Alabama, really great team. I'm ranking them. Go Jaguars, number 25. 24, South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler. Legacy game. Great stuff right there. Go South Carolina. Gamecocks. Rush the field. Great game against Tessie. South Carolina, number 24. 23, Texas Longhorns. They just put up crazy numbers against Kansas. Bijan Robinson. He's amazing. Go Texas. 22, Oregon State. I mean, they got a great game this week against up in Corvallis. It's going to be a great game right there. But Oregon State, 22 for me. 21, Tulane. The Green Wave. I mean, they just slaughtered SMU. That's a really great SMU team. Tanner Mordecai had 10 touchdowns a few weeks ago. I think he only scored 21 points in that game. So yeah, Tulane, been playing great. They're number 21. Great match against Cincinnati this week. Who's number 20 for me? Cincinnati Bearcats, number 20 for me. Number 19, North Carolina. Drake May took a second career loss. Tough stuff right there. You lose to Notre Dame early in the season. Now you lose to Georgia Tech. I mean, ACC teams losing to Georgia Tech. It's weird. We saw Clemson struggling with Georgia Tech week one. We saw Duke lose to Georgia Tech. We saw Pitt lose to Georgia Tech. We see Brent Key, Georgia Tech interim head coach. Maybe they keep him. They've been playing well so far. Not going to be bull eligible or anything like that. But North Carolina, number 19, Drake May. Heisman hopes over. North Carolina, playoff hopes over. Number 18, Ole Miss Rebels. They're terrible right now. Lane Kiffin's probably leaving to go to Auburn. They slapped a lot for me. Tough loss to Arkansas. You go down 42-6 at halftime. Yeah, Ole Miss, number 18 for me. 17, Utah. Tough loss to Oregon. But that's a non-mobile Bonex. If Modix is healthy and mobile now, when you probably lose 45 to 20, but you don't. Utah only scored 17 points against Oregon. They're number 17 for me. Utah, Oregon gets their revenge from last season. They avenged their two losses from last season. Utah, number 17. Number 16, UCLA. Go Bruins. Tough stuff. Lose to USC. Painful loss for me. Painful loss for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Probably his last meaningful game in college football. Sad stuff right there. They should have won that one. They had a chance at the end. Dorian Thompson Robinson, bad interception. 16 UCLA. 15 Florida State. Seminoles keep chopping. They're playing well. 15 Florida State. 14 Notre Dame. The matchup against USC this week is going to be amazing. I'm excited for it. 14 Notre Dame. 13 Kansas State. They're going to get a rematch with TCU in the Big 12 championship. And they're going to win that one. But they still got to beat Kansas. Number 13 Kansas State. Number 12 Washington Huskies. Still playing well. Big game against Washington State on Friday night. So that's going to be a good one against Cam Ward. Michael Penix maybe gets to 10-2. That's amazing. Probably near a 6 bowl. Maybe the Rose Bowl. Never know. 12, Washington. 11, Penn State. Ninny Lions. Really, really great team. They were in the Big Ten East. They were in the Pac-12. They probably run the table. Penn State, really great team. Number 11. Number 10, Alabama. Alabama, still struggling. We see those close games. I mean, against AM, we saw two losses, Tennessee and LSU. Now we see a sloppy game against Austin P. Yes, he won 34-0. Very sloppy game. Alabama, number 10. To Alabama stands against Austin P. It was sloppy. Number 10, Alabama. Nine, Tennessee. Give respect where respect is due. I'm giving them their one spot over Alabama. 
for Tennessee, season over, head and hooker, maybe career over in college football at least. Torn ACL, tough stuff. Tennessee number nine. Number eight, Oregon Bonix. The toughness is there. The clutch is there. Bonix and Oregon number eight. Number seven, Clemson. Still outside shot at the playoff. Never know. Tigers, number seven for me. Number six, another type of Tiger. LSU Tigers. Death Valley, both Death Valley. Clemson and LSU. We know who the real one is, though. LSU. LSU, number six for me. He's still having troubles on offense. Jane Daniels wasn't great in the Arkansas game. Played pretty well against UAB. But USC deserves to be number five for me. Uh, USC, still playing well. You have the undefeated record. If you don't lose to Utah in two-point conversion, you shouldn't have lost to Utah, but you're a one-point loss away from Utah from being undefeated in the season. You're number five for me, USC. LSU moves down to number six. Number four. I was really thinking about flip-flopping TCU and USC. I was really thinking, maybe I should put TCU number five and USC number four. I'm not going to do that. TCU number four. Great teams find a way to win. They found a way to win. TCU number four. Number three, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Everybody's talking now. oh, Michigan struggled with Illinois, and Michigan also struggled with Maryland earlier on the season. Well, Ohio State just struggled with Maryland a bunch. Michigan should have won that Maryland game by two possessions. They would have won it by about 14 points if their quarterback, Billy Edwards, true freshman quarterback, doesn't even get a touchdown the last 17 seconds of that game in the Michigan game. Michigan goes on to win by 14 points, but no, Michigan goes on to win by six. So that's interesting right there. And for Ohio State, they win by 13 points, but if Talia Tungvaloa doesn't fumble into the end zone at the end of the game, you only win by six points. That's my point right there with Ohio State Michigan. Ohio State, still struggling. Can't get things going with the running game. I know Dallin Hayden played well, but Mine Williams is hurt. Travion Henderson is hurt. They run their offense through Marvin Harrison Jr. Michigan's going to stop that in my eyes. Ohio State, number three. Number two, Michigan go blue. We got the game of the century coming up. Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan have to win and see my pick. Michigan, great teams. Find a way to win. They kept chopping against Illinois. Go blue, number two. Georgia, number one. Georgia, they had a tough game against Kentucky. Almost was one possession game. Kentucky threw an interception in the red zone. That drive should have been a touchdown. They missed a field goal by a bad snap, which would have cut to one possession with five minutes left. That should have been a score. Georgia, we've seen these tough games. So I'm ranking them number one. That's about it for my top 25 this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, it's the final week of the college football season, the final week where we have a full slate. It's going to be an awesome week of hot takes. Let's hop into it. Perfect record with the hot takes. First one, I think Alabama just slaughters Auburn and the Iron Bowl. I don't think they win by 22, maybe. Maybe 25, maybe 23, maybe 20. Auburn will get crushed by Alabama and the Iron Bowl. No doubt about it. Sorry, Cadillac Williams. It's in Alabama in Bryant Denny. I would be surprised if this game is close. I think Alabama wins by more than one possession. Go Alabama. Go Crimson Tide. Let's roll over Auburn. Next one, Notre Dame versus USC. Some could argue second best game of the week. I think USC crushes Notre Dame. Notre Dame, we've had a great story. Oh yeah, we lost two early games. Marcus Freeman, he learns how to fight back. Oh, he's playing great now. We beat Clemson. We might beat USC. We might have a shot near a six bowl. No, absolutely not. USC, Caleb Williams, let's go. Defense played well last week. Corey Foreman drops back, gets an interception. Caleb Williams has been playing well. USC crushes Notre Dame. Let's go. USC wins by more than one possession against Notre Dame. Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. This is a little bit outrageous of the line right here. I know I'm only 14 years old, but I'm going to give you a betting pick right here. Tennessee minus 14 against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, two wins against Florida and Kentucky. We're all happy. And it's at home against Tennessee. No, no, no. Don't even think about it. Tennessee crushes Vanderbilt by 21 plus. Tennessee minus 14 against Vanderbilt. Third to last one right here. South Carolina versus Clemson. 
close. Spencer Rattler played well last week, plays well again. They utilized the carry on Joyner great in that one. They utilized him great again in this one. South Carolina cuts close versus Clemson. Coastal Carolina plus 14 against James Masson. Grayson McCall, I don't think he's going to play in this one, but Jamie Childwell could be his last game as a Coastal Carolina head coach. He might get a new job this offseason. Coastal Carolina, if this is his last game, they've one loss this season in Coastal Carolina. They're playing a three-loss James Masson team. It's going to be closer than you think. Coastal Carolina plus 14 against James Masson. Now, the game of the week. The game of the year. Game of the century. Game of my lifetime. The game. Michigan versus Ohio State. I've waited for it. I've thought about it. I've manifested it. Going to happen on Saturday. We see Gus Johnson screaming, Blake the Great if he plays. Blake Corm, touchdown number five, like Hassan Haskins. J.J. McCarthy torches the Ohio State defense. And the Michigan Wolverines win 49-27 yet again. It was 42-27 last year. They blow them out yet again. I don't see this Ohio State offensive line keeping up with Michigan. It's defensive line. This Michigan offensive line, yes, it's an improved Ohio State defense. I don't know how well they're playing this one. Maybe I should lower the Michigan amount a little bit for points. But I still think we dominate this game. Start to finish in Columbus. Payback. Payback, CJ Stroud. Payback, Ryan Day. I remember 2019 when you torched Michigan Wolverines up in the big house. 56-27. And then the year before, 6-239. I don't even want to think about that game. That was probably the worst game of my life. But uh, Michigan, this Saturday, go blue! We beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. We make the college ball playoff. We win the college ball playoff, maybe. Not going to pick that yet. I think if Michigan wins this game, you have to rank the number one over Georgia. I don't care what you have to say. Georgia has too many close games. You have to rank Michigan number one over Georgia if you win this one. Let's go blue! Michigan beats Ohio State in Columbus for the first time since 2000. Go blue! That's my pick for the game. Let's do it. Michigan over Ohio State. Okay, at the buzzer. This week's at the buzzers, who's the number one team in college basketball? I think it's the Houston Cougars. Kelvin Sampson maybe doesn't have his best team, but an amazing team. He made the Final Four in 2020 a couple years ago, 2021 season. That was a great team. But this team might be better. Marcus Sasso, they play like an NBA team. I said before the season, they run the table, they go undefeated in the regular season. They've been playing great so far, wins against Oregon. They got very easy American Conference schedule. Houston runs the table. They are the number one team in college basketball. My brother over here is saying uh, Duke's the number one team in college basketball. I think it's a little biased because he goes to Duke, but uh, Duke lost to Kansas. Close games against Bellarmine. I don't know about Duke. My national championship pick preseason. Don't know if I'm riding out with it. Houston is the number one college basketball team. Now, best of all, ask question today. This week's question today is, where will Aaron Judge, Superstar Slugger, sign? I'm picking the Giants. Who are you picking? Leave your answer in the comment section. Thanks for watching episode number 101. Stay tuned for amazing content. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram, at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Do the best sports content in the world. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you here next week on episode number 102, where Michigan will be in the Big Ten Championship game. Go Blue! They defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes this Saturday. Bookmark it. Check it. I said it. Let's go, Blue. Michigan over Ohio State this Saturday. That's power for the Epson 101.